welcome to Change That Square Theatre Podcast. This week's guest is TV's Emma Kennedy, if that is her real name. And uh, if you enjoy these, you can help us make more by going to gofasterstripe.com and buying a badge. Go to gofasterstripe.com slash badges. You can either buy just a one-off badge and that money will go to making new As It Occurs to Me with um, TV's Emma Kennedy. Or you can buy uh, monthly, buy a badge monthly and you get access to a secret channel. I get to send you out an email with secret stuff in it that no one else gets. You get backstage interviews uh, with all the guests that you can't see anywhere else except on our exclusive channel. And you can win prizes every month. And plus, you're part of a gang of the biggest nerds in the world. So what what more could you want? Anyway, let's go and watch. This was a great episode. I re- it was, Emma was so funny in it. it is, we haven't recorded it yet, so if she isn't funny, that's why. It is Richard James Lester Square Theatre Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. There has definitely not been an embarrassing hiatus just then. And please welcome, as Richard Herring got his paper, will you please welcome Richard Herring? I have in my hand a piece of paper. Uh, welcome. Yeah, that's right. Some history fans in there enjoying my historical illusion. Uh, and hopefully uh, today's show will be as successful as Neville Chamberlain's talks <laughs> with Hitler. That is what we're, that's what we're hoping for uh, in today's... Welcome to Richard Herring's Letter Square Theatre podcast. Though so I've noticed uh, some of the cooler kids on the internet have started calling it Rehearsal Lurster Purr. <laughs> They, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, this is the third one in Series 7. We've been going for ages. We've done uh, thousands of these things, it seems. Uh, you'd think I'd be good at it by now, but I'm really not. So uh, I'm here. This is my Lannister notebook that will one day... This will one day sell for hundreds of pounds. That is the exciting... It's like holding the Mona Lisa in my hands, this knowing. Uh, I, I like. Who's, who's your favourite Game of Thrones? Do you like the Lannisters? Yeah. yeah. Tyrion. Tyrion Lannister. Yeah, he's all right. Uh, I've got. If you forget who they are, this is quite good because I, I, in Game of Thrones, I kind of forget who all the. There's too many characters, isn't it? They should get rid of some of them. They've got like a handy little thing in the front there. You can. So there he is. He's the main one. Liking him makes you uh, boring. Yeah, I like. I uh, like uh, uh, Tywin Lannister. That's who I like the best. He gets shot in the toilet. Oh, okay. What a giveaway. So um. Uh, I've had quite a good weekly, but yeah, I was, I was, I've walked, uh, yesterday I went out, I had a Sunday off, and, and I ended up going to the park with my wife and daughter, and we walked 10 miles. I've got a watch that tells me how far I walk now. I walked down, so I'm quite tired today, but we, I had a lovely day off uh, with my daughter and my wife, and then we went to the cinema with my wife to see Tomorrowland, which I really advise you not to go and see. <laughs> Is uh, I wish that I could go to an alternate place where Tomorrowland did not exist. That is, uh, it's like the sliding doors of the 21st century. Uh, but I fell asleep. I was so tired. I fell bored. But I fell asleep, which I haven't done at the cinema for a long, well, a long time because I'm a young man. Uh, but when we were, we went for some food just before the cinema, and in the, in, the, in Shepherd's Bush, uh, beautiful Westfield. Shepherd's Bush is an amazing place, and you should all come and live there. And it's a jewel in the crown of London. I'm not just saying this because I'm trying to sell my house. Uh, it's it's safer than you imagine it's going to be. That's. Uh, that's what it should say on the sign as you enter. It's much less crime than you imagined. 
there's a very nice uh, New Mexican restaurant opened up uh, on Ox the Oxbridge Road. I do recommend it. Uh, it's becoming gentrified. Buy my fucking house. Uh, so, I, so I can go and live somewhere else. Uh, but I was in the Westfield, which is amazing. Uh, and I was, we were having some tapas, a nice tapas. But it's a wonderful place, the Westfield. Uh, and Michael Gove walked past. The, ju the Justice Secretary, the most unpopular politician, yeah. The former Education Secretary. He walked past with two children, who I'm assuming were his kids, but, you know, he's a politician. So you don't, you don't know. Hopefully they're safe either way. Hopefully they're still... I haven't been taken to any guest houses they went to as they went to... I don't know, just we got to be careful with politicians, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying anything about Michael Gove. But, I mean, if you look... I mean, just have to look at him. Uh, <laughs> and the kids didn't look anything like him. But, I mean, it was a, if they are his kids, there was two kids. They were very nice-looking children, which made me suspicious. And... Uh, <laughs> But it also means, if they are his, that Michael Gove has had sex twice, which is the most amazing thing. But the more amazing was that, that Michael Gove, the most unpopular, surely the most unpopular man in the country, who you would imagine any street he walks down, there's five people who want to punch him in the face, at least. That's the least. Uh, had no security, just walking around the Westfield like he was a normal guy. Uh, I realised I had the opportunity, I could have killed Michael Gove. I, that's, I was sort of frozen to the spot, he was so close. And then it was, he'd gone and I could have killed him. And you know, it's like a lot of people say if they could go back in time they would kill Hitler. Uh, and, it, and that's in hindsight, isn't it? But I just hope that if I had the opportunity and killed Michael Gove at that moment, you'd all, people would have gone, oh, that's a rum deal. Richard, Richard shouldn't have done that. I'd probably go to prison and would never see my daughter again. But, you know, in, in hindsight, in 20 years' time, people are going to go, why didn't you kill Michael Govrich when, when you had the chance uh, to do it? But that's, that's incredible. That he's, I mean, it makes me think that, that him not having security guards, it's like David Cameron's going, oh, yeah, we can't afford to do that. I think, I think, I think David Cameron wants him to be killed, surely, because... He would definitely be killed. When I was in Eastbourne on uh, Saturday doing a gig, and it was the same time uh, as the, uh, the UKIP party conference was in town. I was disappointed that I got less people to come and see me than the UKIP party conference. So yeah, I thought I'd change my act a little bit, try and bring... <laughs> Probably not the day to do it now, think about it. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, again, yeah, the people who Eastbourne could have killed Michael... Could have killed... Um, uh, what's his name? Nigel Farage. Though I think he'll, he'll, he's just going to die, isn't he? Quite... <laughs> He is just going to die, isn't he? Hopefully soon. I don't, I don't wish death on anyone apart from evil right-wing politicians. Uh, but anyway, we will crack, uh, crack on. Uh, um, yeah, I've got, I've got plenty more observations from my week, but we'll save them up for the second podcast. That means I don't have, that means I don't have to talk to you, madam. I was going to talk to you, wasn't I? Be rude to you. Hello, what's your name? Lena. Lena? Like Lena Thingy from Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's what, what does your badge say? I paid a pound. Good, that's good. You can buy those at the bars and at the at the back if you haven't got an iPad. Nearly everyone's got one. To be honest, this is there. There is a few empty seats here today, <laughs> which you know speaks volumes about our guests for today. But these are the hardcore hundred who will be will, when the spaceship comes down. You'll all be safe because you'll be wearing. That's what. And what do you do, Lena? I don't know if I've seen you before. Okay, no, you're new new to the gig. What's your, what's your job? Because, A, you're a lady. That's quite unusual. For, uh, look, look, ma'am, ma'am, a nice lady. Uh, what, do, what do you do for a living? You've got your own company. What does it, what does that sort of sounds like, a euphemistically like it's going to be? I've, I've, I've imagined a much more exciting company than, what does your company do? Uh, I help small businesses grow. You help small businesses, i.e. prostitutes, find, <laughs> find, 
you're sort of the big, the, the, come and come here, and then there's one of your customers that's come in. <laughs> it's good. You saw other businesses find custom, so you're just leeching off small businesses, taking their money. Not leech, it's not leeching. Making them make more money. Yeah, but who, who ultimately makes the most money, Lena? Yeah, that's right. That's, look at you with the I paid a pound badge. <laughs> they knew what you were spending on. Well, you're most welcome to the show. I'm very charming. I'm very charming, aren't I, Andy McH? Uh, so we, our guest today on this third podcast in Series 7 uh, has... I'm getting all the guests to sign my book in the hope that it will make it more valuable. But, I mean, this, if anything, this is going to make it less valuable. But she is... I might just rip this page out. It says... She's not just signed it, she said, you are a massive twat, but I still love you. Uh, she is best known uh, from her work on the seminal ITV stand-up and sketch show, Planet Mirth. That is what you will be here to see it from. She is TV's Emma Kennedy, ladies and gentlemen. It's TV's Emma Kennedy. If that is her real name. If it is... We'll find out if it is all. And, uh, it all is that, not uh, my real name. I tell you what, I forgot to do something in my opening monologue uh, that I will do now. I have to say in my opening monologue, pretend Emma isn't here. We'll edit this together. Pretend I'm uh, is from John Mason. He, in John Mason wants me to say, my brother Andy Mason is a fucking idiot. I think there'll be a, that'll be a theme of these. Someone... <laughs> Hello, Emma, how are you doing? I'm really super, It's thanks. been ages since I've seen you. I, I used know. to see you all the time. Ages and ages. And then it's been a long time since I've seen you. But maybe, you know, we might get to do A.I. Uh, Ottima. Again. We might do, the way things are going, we might do. It'll be nice, it'll be fun. Yeah, it would. I did do uh, it. I was hoping to uh, film the motorcycle clothing sketch this year, <laughs> so I might give you, might give you a ring. Yeah, but okay. I mean, you have to learn the lines. I sure like motorcycling, motorcycling <laughs> around. Um, so what do you mean? I've, I've had. I'm trying to be like uh, Justin Lee Collins yeah. in my life, just more generally. What, really? Yeah. <laughs> just if trying you to live that my. Through. I have. I've thought it through. Okay. I live my life. Uh, being unpleasant and then having my Although partner... actually, do you know, I've always thought that yeah. I would do very well in jail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because I'm, I'm very good at becoming institutionalised almost immediately in right. any given that is, circumstance. That is true. And I, and I like order. You do. And I, and, I, and, I, and I think there is something in me that quite enjoys being told what to do around the clock. Yeah, so I do, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd I don't think it. he's ever been to jail. But uh, I'm being no, like him in that he tries to get... The, groups of people to get, when he's being charming and not shouting abuse at women and being recorded <laughs> yes. he yes. he tries to get groups of people from the old days back together I'd like try like he, to get the I'd try like to get the cast of Planet Mirth back together yeah that, that well that'd be quite easy <laughs> that'd be quite easy we, I've had two of them on this we could we could do we could do one of the old the old classic Planet Mirth sketches there are no classic <laughs> classic Mirth, but I need to say that straight away but yeah we could do the caravanning yeah. sketch or something yeah, it was, they kept moving yeah, it around in the schedules to give the other shows a chance. So, yeah. as, as, with, as with much of Emma's early work. That was, so that was... Because <laughs> <laughs> she was involved with me for quite a lot. I'm trying, that's going to get Planet Mirth and I'm going to try and get the cast of Robbie the Reindeer Close Encounters of the Herd kind. Yeah. I'm going to try to get that's the second episode. It's like an unpopular Justin Lee Collins. If you can imagine that. <laughs> a less popular Justin Lee well, Collins. Well, looking at you, yeah. I can imagine it. So. I've cut my hair. I've had my hair cut. So... Emma Kennedy, yes. I've known you for a long, long time. Since I was 18 years old. It's incredible. So we worked together, we met at university. Yes. And we, we did a sketch troupe together. The Seven Raymonds. The Seven Raymonds. There were six of us and none yes. of us were called Raymond. Yeah, we thought, we thought that was hilarious. That was good. 
Uh, <laughs> do you remember what, what are your memories of those early days of uh, the Seven Rings? My, my memories were uh, I remember um, uh, you saying we're going to Edinburgh Festival. And I genuine, and I rang my mother and I said, I'm going to be in a show in Edinburgh Festival. I have made it. <laughs> and I genuinely, genuinely believed that, you know, like, like, like Dick Whittington, that, that going to do a show in, in Edinburgh was we were going to come back with our pockets stuffed with gold. <laughs> I mean, it, it couldn't have been further from the truth. But, I, but my, my, my biggest memory of that first Edinburgh was I slept under a coffin. Uh, for six weeks. Remember when we were we stayed at the Masonic, uh, the Lodge. Masonic Lodge, and every single person got athlete's feet, uh, athlete's foot, and we had two bins, two big plastic bins, because we had no money whatsoever, and one bin was full of cornflakes. And the other bin was full of pasta, and that was it. There was there was nothing else to eat, and there was nowhere to wash other than a tiny, tiny hand basin that was in the toilet, and yeah. that was it. Was that those were our washing facilities it was, for it was strange for six weeks? Yeah, so there was like fifty or sixty students yeah, sleeping, on, sleeping the floor on the floor with tables delineating their space. Yeah, at night. and you, were you there the the evening when we sort of broke into the basement just to see yeah. what what was what was down there? Now is that weird white TARDIS? There was a thing? TARDIS in the basement of the. I don't know if you've been to Masonic lodges. I haven't been to Masonic apart from this one, but there was a lot. We found a lot of strange accoutrements, but that yeah. was the weirdest one. Yeah. Well, we broke into the actual temple, didn't yeah. we? And we pulled out all the paintings, and there was a couple of swords and. There was a like a staff with it a snake on it. It escalated quickly. Let's, let's, put it, <laughs> let's put it that way. But there was that, and I, I also uh, remember because uh, 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 people flyer, don't they, in, yeah. in Edinburgh, and our promotional push was uh, putting Mike Cosgrave in a in a cage yeah. and wheeling him up and down the Royal Mall and telling people not to come to our show. Yeah. We said he was on hunger strike protesting yeah. against our show. We pretended yeah. to be some people protesting against yeah. our show yeah. in the hope of whipping up some controversy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mike Cosgrave was in a cage yeah. we'd constructed. He was supposed to... <laughs> he was on a, I mean, we knew it was a joke. He, yeah. was, he was on a hunger strike, but yeah. he had some packets of crisps yeah. in there but with we, him, well, that he kept yeah. on... <laughs> Get on eating a crisp yeah, I can still remember the, the song. We were going up and down the room, going, do not go, do not go to see the Seven Raymond show. And it worked. <laughs> it did really work. We were in quite a big room at lunchtime. We are in the same room as the Oxford Review, which got yes. packed out at night. But we got, we got like five or six people a night <laughs> yes. for an afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> Until I think the last day we'd go, we came up with quite... This is quite a good tip for anyone going to the Edinburgh Fringe. We went down the Royal Mile and gave people in couples one free ticket to see our show. Yes. So that meant that then... They, they came and bought a ticket for their yeah. other person. So we actually managed to sell about 12 tickets on the, <laughs> on the final. But then we went back to, Ed, uh, to Oxford at uh, the, the start of our second year and we could put yeah. on the posters direct from the Edinburgh Fringe. Yeah, oh, we were and heroes. And went mad, were not we, we, so we were heroes, like yeah. yeah we, we, like, we were properly famous <laughs> in Oxford. Like, like, like real, yeah. genuine fame. I can remember there, there, there was, during Rag Week, uh, one of the things that they... That, it was like a treasure hunt, and one of the things on the treasure hunt was 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 to find a seven Raymond and, and bring them and bring them in. Right. So I spent all that day being constantly manhandled by 
people nice. dressed Talking up of being manhandled, do you remember it, Johnson Terrace when Let's uh, not talk when, about that. when Stuart Lee no when Stuart Lee <laughs> had sex you, for the first time? When I, I was going to say that. I could talk about that as well. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> he lost his virginity and he came in the next day and he brought us all cream horns to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he? Well, he was late for the re- he was We were rehearsing yeah. the next day. Yeah. And just, he was just, late for the rehearsal. He was rehearsal. late through sheer smugness. <laughs> nothing nothing so he more. Us, brought he brought cakes. cream horns. <laughs> um, but no, I don't, the, there, were, uh, there was another incident where he used uh, my 100-year-old ventriloquist dummy that my great-granddad had made to attempt to masturbate me. Did you, <laughs> did you witness... <laughs> Could you witness I, that? I don't because think I'm, I witnessed that. I'm, if I, mean, I can get a witness, I can no, probably get him sent I, to prison. No, I... Because that is... that. What DLT dad did is, isn't as the, bad the as the that, way, is it? That the is, way... Well, the way I heard was that Stu found you. That's... <laughs> and I think, and I think you know, the, the suggesting that he was making you do it is something that you need to... You need to address and face up to. Well, finally, we'll never, we'll never, we'll never. Know. It's just like the, <laughs> the, the cupboards getting smashed in Edinburgh. I got my my back garden was egged this week. That's what I was going to egg. Egged, egg, egg like an egg. Uh, egg it, like an egg. We don't know. I don't know who did it because that's a terrible. Was it's it only a, a bird? No. I don't, well, if it was a bird, <laughs> was it, it was a, a very, chicken? it was a very uh, full chicken. <laughs> sitting in a, in a tree. Oh fuck. Yeah. And laid five eggs in my garden from How a height. How many eggs? There were five eggs thrown into... And I've only got a little tiny back garden, so that's not... It's spa- very spacious, if you're thinking about my... Well... And uh, I'll get rid of the egg before I sell th- it. There's got to be suspects over well, there. Well, I think, you know, the most likely thing is it's uh, the kids who live next door to us. Right. Uh, who's, Have they got a grudge against you? Well, not really. One of, there's a family and they're all sorts of different ages. Yeah. And there's some really little ones and there's some grown-up ones. And there was a teenage one yeah. when his mum was away. He was playing his music really loud yeah. one night. When it was when my wife was pregnant and she was trying to get to sleep. And... Mm. Uh, uh, or maybe it was just after we had the baby. Either way, it was it was very annoying. And so she went she went round uh, to tell him to shut up, and he didn't shut up. Yeah. And then she had to go round again. And were then it, that time he what, shut up. What state were the eggs in? Were they boiled? My were wife's they... eggs or the no? I see the uh, the they were raw eggs. So they raw were thrown. Eggs. I didn't notice they were thrown land, land on my sun lounge. One of them didn't break. All the CSI evidence points to it being one of the kids from there because yeah. the, the way they splattered it looks like they've come, but. <laughs> But recently, the comedian Stuart Goldsmith, who, um, who does an excellent podcast where he interviews comedians, don't know where he got the idea from, he, uh, he moved in suspiciously to the house that backs on to mine. Mm. Now, that's strange. That, that is, is a strange coincidence. That, that is a strange It's almost like he's thought, you know, how can I get back a rich herring for winning all the awards yeah. and getting lots of people... Yeah, I'm going to egg the fucker. I'm going yeah. to wait until a flat become available yeah. near to... It's like Day of the Jackal. <laughs> He's got his eggs ready. And he's we've had a, those eggs a, for years. Like, then he gets eggs. that flat and then he throws them and says, so could be well, well, be worried because maybe he's just practising with eggs yeah. first before he actually takes you out with a bullet. Exactly. So, you know, I'm just putting that out it's, there. It's terrifying. I mean, I don't want to worry you in your own home environment. I'm already but, worried. You know. I'm worried someone who lives near me or a bird... Uh, who doesn't like me <laughs> has decided to throw eggs I think it's just youthful high spirits on the heart mm. part of Stuart Goldsmith or just someone who doesn't like eggs who doesn't just like wants eggs. to get rid of them 
Someone's crushed on these eggs. Get rid of these eggs. Someone who was juggling with eggs and it just all went wrong. So, I mean, I, the, I saw... Good, as, well, I'm glad you've sorted that I, out. I well, that's Because inter- that leads us into this question of the, my... I could have murdered Michael Gove this week if yes. I'd, if I'd uh, acted more quickly. Yeah. I had a bottle of beer, I could have just smashed it and gone and glassed him. Yeah. I know some people think that would be wrong. But not a jury in the land would have sent I, you down. I don't think there would be. You know, I think, well, I'd be a sort of hero and in prison. Mm. Uh, yeah. But uh, I'd be a folk Like, like that bloke who... Who pied Rupert Murdoch? Yeah, it's similar. A sort of slightly more aggressive version was, of that. What was his Johnny Marbles. Yeah, Johnny yeah. Marbles. I liked that. I thought he was. I thought that was good. I thought he got a harder time than he deserved for that. Well, he, you know, it was pathetic. He did and, slightly assault an octogenarian, did, even if that octogenarian was as evil as the Emperor in Star Wars. I think I still is kind of good fun. <laughs> uh, so, if, did you? I mean, we went again when we were at university. I suppose a lot of these people were around. Have you ever had the opportunity? You've been in rooms with people and think I've like, been in rooms know, with people yeah. I could have you've been in rooms it's with lots of famous time. people yeah you could have killed people and you know saved who could you have killed that would have people well, now the, people well, look the, back. Mo- the most famous person I've been well, in a room the with person who deserved if you'd managed to kill them at the time and stop their crimes that's what I'm saying I could have killed Michael Gove um, in the early 90s when I worked on Stabbing well, the Dark well hello we could have killed David Cameron and <laughs> Boris Johnson <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we could have killed them dead they yeah. were they were at Oxford at the same time as us yeah didn't notice. I mean, it's like it's like it's like someone's put drunken horses in charge of the country. <laughs> it's, it's baffling. They were horrible. But I think Michael Gove actually was president of the Oxford Union, and all I remember, he's the only one I remember. But he was uh, in the in the because we actually ended. There was a comedy club in the Oxford Union in the cellar, which is where we all sort of started out yes. doing our stuff together. Uh, we never went there apart from the, well, I didn't. I wasn't a member of that, but we got to go with this. And there was a pictures of them. Michael Goh's picture was him in his stupid glasses, wearing mm. a kilt mm. in his picture. Mm. And I really remember that in his stupid smug face, pretend, mm. pretending he deserved I, to wear I, a stupid kilt. I remember. I remember all the antics of the Bullingdon Club. Yeah. So that that was kicking off all yeah. through those years. So the years that Boris Johnson and David Cameron were members of the Bullingdon Club. Yeah. What kind of things did you hear they got up to? <laughs> well, they, tra- they trashed the restaurant. Yeah. They did that. There, there was the incident with... Allegedly. The, there was the incident with the, the tramp and the £50 note, burning yeah. the £50 note in front of a tramp. There was that. Yeah. Well, they now they've, they've kind of taken that idea and expanded on it into a, <laughs> into a national yeah. level. I mean, at least they're, consi- they're consistent. I'll yeah. give them that. I yeah. mean, when you've, if you'd seen them burning a 50 pound note in front of a tramp, I think you'd have been justified in killing them. And then, <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, that, at least morally, and then yeah. think what we'd have no, saved. But, you know, that. you could have killed them and then it would, someone worse might have come along. Yeah, that's true. I don't know who, though. <laughs> it's hard to think. Uh, anyway, yeah, so that Nigel was, Farage. Nigel Farage. He's, he's never going to get any. He's a, I feel, I like, he's a nice guy, Nigel Farage. Have you met him? No. I, I slightly want to meet him. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I have I'm... the same thing about Katie Hopkins. I slightly <laughs> want to be I was in, her. I was in, I was on Have I Got News For You the first time I did it, the, the week after Nigel Farage had been on, I think, for the first time. Yeah. And I had a Hitler moustache at the time. <laughs> and, uh, and everyone was saying, what's this Hitler moustache about? And then I said, well, I just wanted to make sure that you could get a guest who was more right-wing than the guy who sat here last week. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so I near, I was close. I've sat in the same chair as Nigel Farage. Yeah, nice. Uh, but it's the same as Hitler survived in 1923, didn't he? The Munich yes. Putsch. They, yes, were walking he did, down, they were yes. walking down the street and the guy next to Hitler got shot dead. And then Hitler always used that as an example well, of why he was, he was meant to ah, be. Ah, now, this is interesting because uh, I found myself in a room yes. uh, with Michael Morpurgo. Now, I didn't want to kill him. 
but he told me a, an amazing story that that he was uh, he was working on something uh, that he wanted to do a documentary about a British soldier uh, who was in World War One, and he was he was sort of like the World War One equivalent of American sniper. And he'd killed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Germans, and he was a bit of a hero. And on this one day, he'd, he'd killed like more people than he'd ever killed in a day, and he was just fed up of killing. And he found this German corporal, and he let him go. Let him go. He said, I'm not going to kill you. I'm letting you go. It was Hitler. It was Hitler. And Hitler had a picture of this British soldier on his wall uh, for the entirety of his time uh, as head of uh, the German forces. Wow. Yeah. And I suppose it is true because Michael Morpurgo told me, and he, you know, he wouldn't make that up. Richard. It's a good story, but if you, when you film it, the guy has to go, well, "Sorry, sir, what's your name?" And then he has to turn around and goes, "My name is Hitler, Adolf Hitler." You have to say it. In that. Yeah. Well, why are you saying it like that? Well, yeah. That doesn't mean anything in the moment. You'll see why I'm saying it like that. You, I'm Adolf, Adolf Hitler. Remember my name. <laughs> Like no, an X-Factor reject. This isn't over. <laughs> he had a lot of problems. He wasn't, he wasn't that nice a guy, Hitler. So it was that's, that's my summation. He's getting a lot of mentions today in yeah, today's is. podcast. He's still famous. That's the thing. If you say about, say what you like yeah. about him. Yeah. You won't still, forget him. We're still talking about him, aren't we? You won't forget him. <laughs> You'll still be talking about Katie Hopkins in 100 years' time. Uh, and I, well, I always think that because I'm going to be doing Hitler Stash as one of my run of twelve shows here I in the Manchester Theatre. Come and see them all, and uh, in August and September. But I, and I thought I might this are time. You, are you going to? Gonna, well, I'm going to grow a beard and then I'm going to shave it? just before the show. Just and then, for that and then one show. show. But I also thought I, I, what I, the one thing I wanted to do, which I didn't do, there's a there's a statue of Charlie Chaplin out yes. there. So I'll go and have my picture taken with my Chaplin moustache. Yes. Uh, with Charlie Chaplin, but uh, so that's something to look forward to. Uh, but so, yeah, I think that was all I was going to say about that. Uh, let's move on to. I'll ask you an emergency question. We have an emergency question for oh, when no. for when I clam up and can't think of anything to say. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you uh, one of those right now. Yeah, I'm on um, tender hooks. You should be. Let's hear it. Um, uh, this Desert Island Dicks, this is called. Desert Island yeah. Dicks. If you were sent to a desert island, could yep. you choose eight Richards that you would take with you on that? <laughs> <laughs> I've got to choose eight Richards. Eight Richards, yeah. And I, I just, I'm the luxury Richard. You get You're, me on okay. I'm the Shakespeare Richard. I'm not. Um, I would choose Richard Maidley. Oh, yeah, he's a popular choice. Uh, but but mostly because he, he fascinates me. He's <laughs> I, I've been in his presence, and it, it's like being near a dangerous horse. Yeah. Um, there's there's something about him that, that, that's sort of animal magnetism, but yeah. gone wrong. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm fascinated with, with him and... and and Judy and Cl and Chloe and that whole relationship <laughs> and I I I just I just want to know him. I want to know would, Richard Maidley. Yeah. So That's he's one. one. Um, the good I'd thing have... about this question is it's just slightly too many. It's, it's, fun, <laughs> it's fun up to about three, and then yeah. it's just like, and then you really struggle um, to think of other Richards. I'd That's have... why I like it. I like the awkwardness it engenders. 
Am I allowed a corpse? Yep, you can have it. And you know, uh, can I'd we... have the dead Richard Harris. Okay. Uh, because you know he was he was a bit of a hellraiser. He he, he'd bring fun, a sense of fun yes. to the island, and he would definitely, definitely know how to make alcohol from <laughs> from rotten coconuts. And he sang that song that I remember. This is one of my only memories of touring as the Oxford Review with you. He, he sang. Um, didn't he sing that song, Someone Left the Cake yeah, Out in the Rain? Yeah, Someone Left the Cake in the Rain. And yeah. then, uh, left the cake. I remember us hearing this song rain. on the radio and just not, um, not being able to believe. I think it was the first time. He said, someone, someone Left the Cake Out in the Rain. I don't think that I can take it because it took so long to bake it. it. <laughs> and I'll never have that recipe again. It took so long to bake so it. It's a cake rain-based metaphor. Yeah. Someone Left a Cake Out in, in the Rain. In the Rain. <laughs> I'm being metaphor. Okay, you can have Richard Harris. Also was uh, Dumbledore. Uh, how many? How many more Richards? Six more. Oh, you've had two. Jesus that's two. Christ. Um, uh, can I have? Um, I'll have Richard Ayoyaya. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Richard Ayoyaya. Yeah. I have truth. him. Yeah. Uh, uh, for no other reason that I I like to have an ethnically diverse mix. <laughs> that's good. Uh, on the island. If you're repopulating. And Richard Pryor. Let's have Richard him as Pryor. well. So we don't have the token black. We've got two. Um, um, how many more people have That's I got? Four, four more Richards. Oh, you're joking me. Oh, I don't know if I, I know you. four more Richards. Well, maybe I'll give you some time um, to think about it. This, the time is now. Uh, all right, I'll ask you another question. Yeah. Uh, it's another penis. This is a penis-based question. Oh, where's Kelsey? If you had to choose, yeah. if you had to choose between dating a man who yeah. was a six-foot-tall penis, he's just a six-foot-tall. Yeah, has he got hands? He's got no hands, but has he's got, he got a, face. a mouth. Yeah, he's got a face on his helmet. Has he got a tongue? Uh, yeah, let's say okay, he has. Got, right. Let's say so he has got a tongue. So he's a six-foot penis. So his face is on the helmet. Yeah. I don't know which side. I don't know if it's the banjo string side or the other side. Okay. Is he? I'd say, I'd say probably the other side. Has he got a smiley face? I mean, the banjo string could be face. his nose. Is it flat nose? It's like a, like a helmet, then, isn't it? Okay, right. Uh, he's got a, his right. face isn't like Has a normal face. Has he got facial face. hair? Uh, I think he would wear a wig to make himself All right. look. He'd wear a kind of little tiny merkin okay. on top of his head. Okay, is he wearing clothes at um, all? Well, it doesn't really matter if he's wearing how clothes. Does he get, does how does he get around? Well, I think what it is, what he is he on coasters? Does he just, slide? He's no, he's got the. It's just the bottom is like a slug. Oh, like there's tentacles. No, there's no balls, yeah. Like just tentacles. Going, well, he moves around like that. Yeah, okay. I think this, the original. I, well, I had this idea because I was looking. Oh, he's not at, rolling so, on two balls. No, he's not rolling. That would be ridiculous. Uh, he's. <laughs> I think yeah, there was a couple. There was Mark Reckless and a couple of these uh, conservative UKIP MPs who I thought looked quite like penises, mm. and then I decided they were penises. And what he does is he wears wears a suit with shoulders and rod hull arms on it. <laughs> but he, but, okay. so he looks okay. like a human being so, so he, he's got he plas- looked like this but then his head's a penis and then his plastic hands yeah but they can't do anything that you, that you could be wanked off with yeah, yeah okay <laughs> okay so that's yeah. choice number that's, one that's maybe or, or or actually could we have the old wooden gnarled hands of your 100 year old <laughs> yeah, ventriloquist doll well they made a papier mache might be a deal breaker they I can't a, say they made a papier mache like that yeah alright yeah okay I'm, I'm sorry like that they were I'm straining. Uh, Dream on. Or a man who instead of penis had a tiny man. Just there. It was like a man. He was a living man. And he's facing the man. So he's face to face with the man. Feet feet down. So instead of a penis. Hang on. When he opens his trousers. Wait, wait. Because I, I can't get my head around the tiny man. 
so there's a six foot penis or a tiny man. Well, it's the man. You're dating the man, but he has a tiny. He has the, so. What choice one? Let's just get this yeah, clear. Yeah, because I'm not. Is the six foot penis right? Uh, choice two is a man. Yes. He's a normal looking man. Like you. Like, no, no, I'm probably better looking than me. If you can imagine Almost that. Almost certainly. And, uh, but instead of a penis, he has a ti- another tiny <laughs> another man. Another tiny man. Uh, maybe all the way around to infinity, and then the, the tiniest one has a really massive man as his penis. <laughs> so it, 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 it so it's a, a, a man with a man, yeah, or a, a six-foot penis. Yeah. I'm, I'm going for the six-foot penis. Yeah, good choice. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I think now you've said about the, the hands of the... Of the ventriloquist it, yeah, dummy, see, I, I, I it, now it's a game more changer. interested. In yeah, that. it's a game changer. Before it was because of things like two men you could have a chat with. Yeah, you know, once once you've been in a relationship for a long time, the, you know that that side of things fades away. It's just oh, about chatting it's and having exhausting enough time. having sex. It's, it's, it's exhausting and unpleasant. Um, generally unpleasant. And back to Emma, you've doing lots of you've and now you've done. You've done a lot. You were, of course, as people will know, you were uh, Nostradamus. I was, in, uh, yes. I was your Nostradamus. Match, what you're most famous for. Yeah. Uh, but you actually, and you did lots of uh, comedy shows and comedy acting throughout yeah. the 90s. Well, you were, you, that's what I want to talk about before that, though. Yeah. So you left university and you became, rather than joining the rest of us in our yeah. merry band of being horrible 20-something yeah. performers, yeah. you went and became a solicitor. I was a solicitor. Yes, I had a secretary called Madge. <laughs> and what kind of soliciting did you do? I was I was a litigator. Right. So I was the person who is supposed to thump desks and go, "Yes, we are going to sue them and we're going to go to court and and we're going to be really aggressive." Right. And uh, people <laughs> and people would come in with plastic bags full of documents. Yeah. And they would rant at me for an hour because they, you know, generally speaking, when people go to see a solicitor, they are furious about something. They're really, really angry about something because everything they've tried up to this point has not given them satisfaction. That, yeah. That's sort of the, the starting position when someone comes through your door. They're, so they're really angry. And they would rant at me for an hour and then I would, I would sit very quietly listening and then at the end I would just go, oh, let it go. <laughs> It doesn't matter. It's really, it really doesn't matter. It's going to cost so, you a lot of money to deal with this. Uh, yeah, you have to pay gonna, me a well, lot this, of is, this is the thing is that I did feel a moral sense of duty to tell people how much it was going to cost them if, if they want to actually take legal action against them. I mean, you know, people can lose their houses. Yeah. So I, I always used to try and deter people. It was much easier work, um, uh, uh, representing someone who was being sued yeah. or, uh, or ha- might be going to jail. That, that, that was always a bit easier. <laughs> but I did, you know, I, I did do some good things. Yeah. There, there, there was one point where I was, I was acting for a woman and uh, she was in a very horrible uh, divorce situation and her husband kidnapped the children and I got this frantic call saying he's taking them, he's taking them and he was, gonna, he was going to take them to another country and she would never see them again and I got to do that thing where you alert all ports <laughs> and that was quite exciting and, and I got a call and we caught them at Dover oh, wow. 
And uh, and the police rang me and they said, we've got them. And I got to make a phone call to the mother going, your children are safe. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt pretty good about That's that. quite nice. Yeah. Well, Bob Mortar was on a couple of weeks ago and he was a solicitor as well. Yes. And he said uh, he one time he forgot to get a couple to sign their mortgage. Uh, so, so essentially they had a free free house. Uh, so he had to send his friend round, uh, pretending to be like a lead, put him in a hat and said, go round and get them to sign this thing. So he had to persuade these people to sign this thing, otherwise he would basically have probably lost his job. That's amazing. Did you make any terrible errors like that? No, I didn't, no. You were I, good, no, you were no, good I, was, I was good, yeah. So what, what was the thing that swayed you away from soliciting it was just a moment really i was just sitting on the tube and it was about six o'clock in the morning and i looked down i was on the northern line and i looked down the carriage and everyone looked gray and ill and i just thought oh for fuck's sake this is like the next 40 years of my life and i got off the tube and i went up to um the senior partner's office and i said oh i've got got something to tell you i'm leaving and he said, and he immediately thought I'd been headhunted. How he thought I'd, I'd been headhunted <laughs> was another matter, but he thought I was going to another firm. And I said, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to leave, and I'm, I'm going to, and I'm going to write some comedy now. And he literally laughed for half an hour without stopping. <laughs> that was a good. And sign. then he said, "That's." And, then, and he, he, literally, he literally went, "Brilliant, brilliant joke. Who put you up to it?" And I went, "No, no, I am. I'm resigning. I'm resigning. I'm resigning. I am going to go and get a <laughs> part resigning. on Planet Mirth." <laughs> And then you, when it comes resigning. out, you'll see I've made the yeah, right choice. Yeah, you'll see. When I told my mother, <laughs> yeah. she literally had an emotional eclipse, <laughs> you know, the like of which you have never seen, and took to her bed for about three months with a sort of Victorian illness. Um, and then I introduced her to Rory Bremner, and she thought it was lovely. <laughs> Well, it was, I suppose you were watching a lot. A lot of your friends were had spent those five. Was it five or six years before? Yeah, before, yeah. yeah. You were doing really well. Yeah, we you, just, you were, you were actually on the television. We were. Yeah, yeah you, you'd and done Mel and brilliantly. Sue, your friends were doing very well, well as well. Well, that was my first job. Was yeah. work writing for them. Yeah, they hadn't quite. They weren't quite on television yet. No. They were. But about, they still are. So they've won. They, they were. They were. They were about to. Do Not who's like on lunch. telly first, is it? It's who's on telly for the longest. That's that's what filming yourself in here doesn't count. That does not count. But the the, the, fir the first time I saw Mel and Sue was was at Edinburgh Festival, yes. and and uh, it was just me and one other person in the audience. That was that was it. But God bless them. They've they've done all right for themselves. Right. I remember going to a party at Edinburgh where uh, the, I think it was a Cambridge Footlight party. That yeah. I think Sue was at, and all I remember was stealing. Bottles it was of wine. Mel. It was, was Mel. It Mel. Yeah. Yeah, I just stole a bottle of. I went in there and stole some wine. <laughs> well, and I, felt, I, and actually, I, we well, also well, when we went on. to the Cambridge. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't really into this Oxford Cambridge rivalry thing particularly, but we did a gig in Cambridge and we stayed in a college in yeah. Cambridge. We kindly put up in a college as yeah. we did this gig, yeah. and we stole loads of science <laughs> stole off everything. the wall. Stole we everything we could get our hands on. Yeah, with sc screwdrivers. Yeah. We took stole everything. Proper signs hid, off the wall. Hid all the booty under a carpet when we were clearly like someone came to look to, to ask to, to check awful. us over. But I can remember going to a party at the Edinburgh Festival when we were. We 
were invited round by the cage yeah. like, and we stood outside and you turned to me and you said right let's really shit them up <laughs> and, then, and then we just went and went hello, hello hi thanks for having us thank you I think that was the day we of my some I think it was the tw- my 21st birthday was the day that we were in that Cambridge College I think that's the day I turned 21 oh, I'm pretty sure remember. and then we drank Newcastle Brown Ale it was, and yeah. we'd been rehearsing all day it was yeah. very depressing. Then we stole some signs off a wall <laughs> of an ancient college <laughs> and just probably threw them all in a bin. Well, actually, I, I think I've still got one. Oh, have you? Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give it away as a prize. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you've been on Jonathan Creek. In Cor- now, that's an interesting story. Yeah, on, then. So, uh, in Jonathan Creek, at the end, I, I play the post officer and I end up in a bath of porridge. That's right. And uh, and it wasn't a, an unpleasant experience. It it was uh, actual porridge, and I. Uh, but it was very uncomfortable. You say that as if it might have been something. It wasn't Alan Davis's spunk. It was actual <laughs> porridge. He didn't just spunk into a bath and make me for yeah, weeks and then was, make me sit in. It was actual porridge. It was Rich. proper porridge. Okay. But it was quite uncomfortable because <laughs> there were two uh, hot pipes that that I had to sit um, on top of that that were bubbling so oh, it made okay. it look like the, the porridge was still bubbling anyway did that thought nothing more of it then a couple of years later <laughs> uh, someone alerted me to the fact because of course the internet was only just starting it was uh, back in back in the day you know we 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 we, we, we were pre-internet aren't we <laughs> so uh, it, someone alerted me that there was a website that is dedicated to women uh, who are in gloopy matter. <laughs> so, uh, wet sand, you know, sand, wet yeah. sand, quicksand, mud. Yeah. There's um, lots of uh, websites where there are women with gloopy matter on the map. Just say that <laughs> you don't have to go so specific but, now. Yeah, in the, oh, but, imagine if that sand, quicksand was loads <laughs> of different men's yeah. like, oh, that's, that's But awesome. the, the criteria of this one was that you had to be sort of submerged, submerged um, yeah. in the gloopy matter. And so I am... Uh, now, sort of a, a pin-up uh, in the wank bank uh, yeah. for gentlemen who like women submerged in gloopy matter. It's nice to know. Yeah, Do you give me the skill. address of that uh, website? <laughs> I should be able to Google it. It should be fine. Uh, <laughs> and do you, what do you remember about being in the, the very important and seminal TV show this morning with Richard, not Judy? Oh, I, lo- I loved every minute of it was, that. It was good fun. I really loved it. I really love David Collins. <laughs> I used to sit and I used to sit and chat to him in my dressing room. Someone yeah. found me doing it once, and I wasn't even embarrassed. I just said, "No, I love David. I properly love David Collins." But I, I, we just had so much fun doing that show. I just love. I loved everything about it. I lo- there, there was one. There was one point where, because obviously I was the curious alien as well. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> But there was one point where I was standing and I had horse's legs. I had uh, the false man's chest with uh, Robbie Williams' tattoo (laughs) on it. I was wearing an alien on one arm and I had a long grey beard, long grey beard and those those eyebrows and the hat. And I thought, yeah. This is what I want to do. 
They've this knocked the uh, Riverside Studios down now. Have you seen? Have they? Yes, it's a pile of rubble. Oh, no. Yeah. Everywhere, in fact, everywhere associated with the Swanee Bridge on duty. Seriously, everywhere has been either shut down, destroyed. burned down, or destroyed. <laughs> the, uh, the Battersea Arts Centre, where we did a lot of our previews, uh, has burned down, where it's all right, it survived mostly. The BBC has closed down. I went past there the other day, and they're all digging that up. It's really mm. horrible, and uh, yeah, and uh, I really used, I smash. Used, I used to really enjoy as well doing the things that fall out of cupboards. Yes, that was the Greg. Every I loved those, and well, Paul were... Putner was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> he was just, he was just brilliant. I loved every minute of doing mm. it. I was very sad it, it was cancelled. Well, maybe we'll do uh, another series sometime. Well. <laughs> Yeah, just waiting for the call, really. See, they never yeah. said it wasn't coming yeah. back. Just, Do you know what? Never give up. <laughs> never going to give up. Never give up, Harry. It's only 16 years ago yeah. since it finished. They're bringing back TFI Friday. Yeah. Do I have to work with Stuart Lee, though, if they bring it back? Yes. Oh, okay, never mind. Uh, so, <laughs> and you're doing, I mean, you're doing incredibly, there's so much to talk to you about, but we're getting, uh, you're doing so incredibly well at the moment. You're doing a lot of writing. Yes. I've been reading your latest book. Yes, Shoes well, for Because you've, you've written lots of books. You've written, written some, nine books. Yeah, so you've written books about your family. Yeah. Uh, and that's been adapted in a TV show. Yeah. And you've written children's books, yeah. Wilma Tenderfoot. Wilma Tenderfoot. Uh, and then I thought, you know, this will be the usual knockabout poo-based no. material that Emma Kennedy is no, famous for. I must ask a, you about it's that. It's a tear joke. It's about a Welsh child yes. who doesn't have any He's shoes. He's got no shoes. And he becomes the first got Welsh Wellington's. person ever to have shoes, and it's set in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, first Welsh I got some shoes. Look at that, I got shoes. That's what I've I've read the first two chapters. So it's uh, it's good. It's gripping stuff. It is. It well, it gets more gripping. So it's about the Bevan boys and the miners yes, and, in Wales. Yeah, so how do you know about all this stuff? Because my my dad's Welsh. Have you not well, noticed? Yeah, I know, but that doesn't mean you know. Uh, he can tell you all about the war and living in well, the village. And well, it's set in World War Two. Set in World War. Set in 1944, month before the D-Day landing. And uh, well, it started because uh, my dad kept telling me stories about uh, when when I was a boy, blah blah blah. Yeah. And he genuinely didn't have shoes until he was fourteen. He he had a pair of Wellingtons that um, that he, he he was only given because someone up the road had died, and uh, he, they were proper poor. Like my my dad didn't sleep in the bed because his elder brothers got the bed. He slept under the bed right. on a coat. Yeah. And he had pictures of shoes glued on the walls because he was obsessed with shoes because he didn't have any. And he used to stand with his nose pressed up against shoe shops, <laughs> staring at the shoes, just thinking, I wish I had some shoes. But don't, don't get me wrong, the book's not about shoes. <laughs> um, even though it's called Shoes for Anthony, that's an allegory, it's an allegory. So um, the, the actual story uh, is... Uh, it, Anthony has two older brothers uh, who are down uh, down the pit. His dad's down the pit, and this was exactly what would happen. And uh, all the boys that were of en enlistable age were not allowed to enlist. They they were called Bevan boys, and they were they were forced to stay uh, at home and and go underground. And uh, this caused great uh, sense of shame and emasculation um, and there was a real sense in these small communities that the war was entirely passing them by which is a weird thing to sort of regret 
that they were missing out on everything. And they used to go and sit up in the mountains and watch the bombing raids going into Swansea and, and to Cardiff. And sort of weirdly, sort of, you know, we're, we're missing out on everything. So in classic storytelling tradition, uh, at the end of chapter five, I, I give them all what, what they wish for. Right. And the, the war very much uh, suddenly comes uh, to the vision. Because I found out two things in doing research for it. I found out that uh, planes used to regularly um, crash into the mountains, both German and British planes. Uh, and that the Americans sent all their troops to the Rhondda Valley to train before the D-Day landings, uh, so, which is why it's set a month before. So two things happen, in, I won't tell you in case you go out and buy it, um, <laughs> but, but, but it's, it's a be careful what you wish for sort of story. Yeah. But, but these things used to happen. I was told a brilliant story uh, that a German plane once land, actually landed, it didn't crash, uh, it landed near Traherbert and the German air crew got out and they walked uh, to the nearest house and knocked on the door and they said, can we have a cup of tea? <laughs> and, uh, and the woman sort of let them in and gave them a cup of tea, but not in her best china. <laughs> <laughs> it's proper good. I have to say, you know, I, I mainly knew you from the poo stories that yeah. you told me. Have you yeah. got any new poo stories come up? There was the one Let about the think. man who ate... Oh, have I told you the one about the A-list film star in the hot tub? No, I don't think oh, so. Oh, OK. Oh, yeah, right. I can't remember anything. Right. Have I anyone who obsesses about as it occurs to me? No, let's go. OK, so uh, I, I won't mention his name, but he, okay. he's, he's gone away for a spa weekend. Yeah. And he's... Uh, let, let, I, 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 let's just say he's, he's well known for being in a double act in films. OK. Yeah. So he, uh, he, he's gone to a spa and uh, he's in the hot tub, uh, a very posh uh, hotel. And he's lying there and all of a sudden he looks down and a massive turd has parked itself on his chest. <laughs> so someone has done a shit in the hot tub and abandoned it. And so what he did was he, he got a plastic cup and he scooped the poo into it <laughs> And he took it to reception and handed it in as lost property. <laughs> Is it Oliver Hardy? No. <laughs> I'm out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did he ask them to change the water in the spa? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he did that. It's probably no. good for you, right? Yeah, probably. There's, like, there's a website you can go to that someone would... Have you seen that video clip of the, uh, the models that are all in the hot tub and one of them literally shits herself and has massive diarrhoea in the hot tub and you've no. never seen three no. people get out of a hot tub quicker. <laughs> Apart from her, she just stayed, stays. It's awful. It's sort of awful, yeah. but it is funny. But, you know, I wouldn't expect shit to be in a hot tub, but pretty much everything else is going to be, right? That's what, yeah. that's the... They, I mean, someone's definitely wanked in there. Oh, Every for, time... You, if, sure. you, if you've been in there and it's past the first 15 minutes the hot tub's been open that day, yeah. someone has definitely wanked in there. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and definitely. it might have been me. <laughs> but yeah. people are wee in there. The people are wee in there, weren't they? The problem now is that, that anyone listens to this and, yeah. and they, they happen to, to chance upon you at yeah. a lovely weekend break in a spa. Yeah. And they, <laughs> they see me coming see out. You anywhere he near looked, the hot he tub. He looked very relaxed when he, as he was exiting, didn't he? Mm. Mm. 
Because when you ejaculate into water, of course, yes. it kind of becomes... I love a, how you say, of course, to me, as if becomes, I know. It becomes, like, all stringy and sticks to you. Does it? That's yeah. nice. Yeah. It sort of comes back and attacks you. It's like the sperm. They come out and they go, yeah. hey, we're about to create a baby. And they go, hold on, this isn't a woman's vaginal canal. This is some hot soapy water. Who did this to us? Why? <laughs> and then they become kamikaze because they yeah. realise it's uh, that's the end for them. Yeah. I mean, a clever one might think, I'll just hang around in this hot tub. <laughs> maybe a lady will get yeah. in. Maybe I can find my way through this costume. Yeah. The thing but that... most of them, they come back. Yeah. And then they become like, a, you know, they're like sea monkeys. Yeah. And they become... With faces. They get, well, they get, yeah, they get bigger yeah. and then they attack you. I, do, do you remember buying sea monkeys? No, I never uh, did. I always wanted I, to. I bought sea and being absolutely furious that they <laughs> didn't have smiling faces. <laughs> really properly furious. Because on the, on, the, yeah, on, the, on the packet, family, it was like, yeah, yeah, having a great old time. Yeah. Good. Oh, and the UK, others, you nearly killed me. You actually genuinely yeah, nearly killed me. You got yes. the, probably the closest I came to death. 1989. Was, uh, yeah, 1989. When I finished my finals, you came out to uh, greet me. I think you already I finished your finals? Yes, yeah. I finished So your finals will finish first. And then history finished. And you brought me and you and Thompson yes. a bottle of whiskey. Well, traditionally, yes, you'd get a bottle of champagne. Emma thought, oh, I'd be clever. Well, I'd get a bottle of whiskey. You preferred whiskey. You, I did you like said whiskey. you preferred whiskey <laughs> to champagne. I was, I was thinking of you. It was nice. The problem was that I then, in the next 90 minutes, drank an entire bottle of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, as well as some champagne and stuff that other people were passing around. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, the night becomes a slight blur. Uh, but uh, I, uh, I remember being in a bar in one of the colleges and then having to go to the loo. And then I remember being sitting on the loo uh, and just being sick on the floor. Oh. <laughs> I, so I, I was too drunk to understand what, how, what I had to do. So I was yes. sitting on the loo and I was just throwing up on the floor. Yes. And there was a sea of, uh, yes. of sick in front of me. And I remember a guy knocking on the door of his member of staff going oh god get out of here you know. and then I walked down the road yeah. uh, and uh, everyone was going for a curry and I was going to go for a curry with them <laughs> Yeah. and then just as I got to the point where they were going to go to the curry and went that way just mm. something in my brain said go home Mm. And I turned left and went home. I mm. genuinely think if I'd gone to that curry place and had mm. any one more drink, yeah, you would have died. I would have died. Yeah. <laughs> My brain just went, go home. And I, went, I woke up the next morning with the just barely, barely woke up. I was nearly dead and yeah. it was the, the most terrible hangover ever. Had. Yeah. I mean, technically, that wasn't my fault. I think it was your fault. If you got me a bottle of champagne, I could have drunk the bottle of champagne. I wouldn't have been sick on the floor. No. So I just love the fact, no. the perspicacity of me going, I've been really sick. I'll go for a curry. I'll go for a nice vindaloo. That'll sort me yeah. out. 2-1, I got, I got a 2-1. 2-1. The annoying thing is, if I had died, if I died before the exams, yeah. automatic first. That's is what that happens. true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you die before you've taken your exams, is automatic that true? first. So because of you, if they I if I died that afterwards, quiet, didn't they? I did. If you killed me, think of all the how uh, good it would have been. It would have been a much. Uh, you've been writing on Danger Mouse. Yes. I mean, you've been writing a lot. Of, you're working very, very hard. And like that book is properly, is a, like a properly written, the book we talked about, it's like a proper book. It's, pr it's a proper book. Not just like, like a thing you read on your toilet. It's like yeah. a proper, you read this, go, that's like yeah. someone, there's similes in this and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but you've been writing Danger Mouse as well. Yes, Danger Mouse <laughs> yeah. is, is How's back. How's it going? It's, it's gone brilliantly. Um, uh, we met we met Brian, the original uh, creator of Danger Mouse, which was three. He's he's only got one ear. 
<laughs> and did he then use that ex- that experience to give? He thought I'll create a creature with one eye, <laughs> uh, and I use my experience. You know, I hadn't thought about yeah. that. Maybe that What's is what's happened to his other ear. I don't know. I didn't what? ask him. We just looking at. Were you doing this lost... a lot? Were you just slightly? Are you talking to? Just I, w- I was a bit. I was. I, I was like, because <laughs> what's where? What's there? Because when you're not looking at someone straight on, and you only like just cat, and you think, hang on, has he got one ear? <laughs> Where's the other one gone? But it did you notice because probably... his, his glasses were kind of down his face? Hold <laughs> 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 What was now there you say of his that, ear? it was a bit like, <laughs> <laughs> a bit slopey on one yeah. side, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but that, that's been brilliant writing Danger okay. Mouse because I loved, I loved it first time round. Um, I've, I haven't seen the uh, the finished product yet, but the the animation looks absolutely brilliant. And the act Kevin Eldon is Penfold. Yes, and uh, Alexander Armstrong. Armstrong is Danger. I haven't heard them, so right. I don't know what they're like. <laughs> Um, I reckon I can guess what Alexander Armstrong's going to sound like. Yes, I think he'll just sound like Alexander yeah. Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> on pointless, yeah. <laughs> have you been on pointless? I have, yeah. yeah. How, how, did, how did you get on? I, was pretty, I did pretty well. I did Richard, very well. How did, did you get well. on? I did how really did you, pretty well. Because I've got a, the trophy. I did pretty um, well. Because I, I, I won my... Um, <laughs> episode of Pointless uh, I don't know how you got on Richard I can't it's, it's not really that important to me it doesn't really matter know. now I don't like, it's not that it's yeah. just something I did it's, I forgot yeah. it's, you know like this yeah like it's other stuff I've done oh, just don't think never even. give up never I'm give not, up I'm, you say you can go on as many times as you want but I think if you go on more than four times and still haven't won <laughs> that's quite embarrassing if it's your hundredth time against stupid celebrities I think they've got a rule is if you die before it's broadcast yeah, then you, you win the trophy <laughs> yeah. it's worth it it's, it's worth, worth it, it. <laughs> they could just give me one I'm a, I was really good on the last Robert Webb was my partner on the uh, on the last one, who's going to be a guest? And how did uh, you get on with well, that one? Well, I did well. We did yeah. well. We, we squeaked through the first round. We were yeah. a bit lucky, and then I got a pointless answer. Oh, did you? Well, yeah. well done. And then Robert Webb fucked it up. I'm only, I'm only really got him on to this, so I can spend ninety minutes just <laughs> saying, "What the fuck? <laughs> what were you doing?" Yeah. You had to do a country ending in a vowel. He went for something. What did he go like? Something in Mexico or something? What a prick. Go for any. There's so many. You only had to get under nine. Yeah, Libya. So many could have done. Yeah. Anywhere in Africa. Anywhere. Eritrea. Yeah, Eritrea would have been a good one. Would have been scored some points. I had a few up my sleeve. Moldovia. Yeah, that would have been a good one. Why can't I go Mm. on with you or someone? (laughs) I want to go on with Ben Moore. They won't let me go on. We should. (laughs) We should go on together. Then we'll still lose. You'll fuck it up. No, no we won't, because I'm a winner. <laughs> you are a winner. You also won Celebrity Masterchef. Spoiler yeah. alert. Hashtag spoiler. Watching, hashtag spoiler. Anyone watching the 2003 uh, years ago? Yeah. 2012, the greatest year. Couldn't come to my wedding, could you? Because you no. were going to be in the ma- yeah. Masterchef yeah. final. I was cooking, yeah. And I'll let you off, because you won. Oh, thanks. <laughs> And you've never invited me around for dinner. I've never seen you cook a thing. Uh, what I what I am very good at is yeah. going to people's houses and catering for them for a dinner party. Are you? So okay. it, I, I will offer this to you now. <laughs> okay. If you would like to have like a farewell dinner yeah. at your house when you move, yeah. please someone buy his house. <laughs> uh, then I'll come round and, and cook for you. Okay, great. That yeah, I, I do a lovely range of canapes. Oh, lovely. Yeah. 
It's good to have a skill, isn't it? But it's it a backup is, in it's case. It's a good backup. I haven't got a backup. That's my problem. I've got to carry on it doing this. It is a good this. backup. Uh, and you've like friends with loads. Since you were friends with me, yeah, you've just become friends with loads of really famous people like uh, Scully and Mulder and yeah, Scully. Gillian Anderson. Yeah, yeah. I go and around her house now and play games. That's mental, isn't it? Is crazy. It? Can you get her on this? Because would you can tell? Yeah, her to come I probably on this? could. Yeah, yeah, I can't at the moment because she's off filming X, fa- uh, X, X Files. Factor. Yeah, she X Factor. <laughs> oh no, I've revealed the fourth judge. Uh, yeah, no, she's off. Yeah. She's off doing X Files right. again. She'd be good, wouldn't she? Stuart Lee once stood behind her. In she's a, fun. You'd like yeah. her. Yeah, but she is fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stuart Lee once stood behind her in a shop in Canada, and she spoke to him. I think she was probably flirting with him. Do you think the young Stuart Lee? It's possible. Yeah, it's, it's, it's possible. He was good looking. Yeah. She was nice looking and still is nice looking. Mm, she is nice looking. Yeah. And you're friends with uh, Alison Moyet. You, you've yes. Been, you've done How We Met with Alison Moyet in The Independent. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I have. Yeah, I'm friends from with off her. Of, uh, from Yazoo. Yeah. The, uh, she drinks that. Yeah. Drinks that Yazoo all the time. She loves that Yazoo. <laughs> was Yazoo named after? Was Yazoo the drink? It's a quite unpopular shake drink, isn't it? Yazoo. Are you was thinking it named of after... Yaloo? <laughs> no, there's Yazoo, isn't there? There's a, there's a drink called Yazoo. Is there, yeah. is there really? It's like Panda Pops. It's like an, un, an unsuccessful yogurt-based drink called Yazoo. Oh, I've no. literally yeah, what not. What is it with you I've and yogurt? I've not thought about it for a long time. I think it's. I've never had a Yazoo. Has anyone ever had? This is brilliant, Peter K. Uh, but no one. <laughs> and remembers material has anyone ever drunk a yazoo yeah yeah, yeah. what is it chocolate milkshake a chocolate milkshake oh, a so chocolate it's a yazoo milkshake. was the yazoo named after the band yazoo or was the band yazoo named after the drink yazoo I think the milkshake was inspired by the band I think the just get a little shot of that guy because he's quite confident he's quite a confident fellow we can, just use that. we can use that shot Chris when, when he's saying that pretend, just move your mouth a bit yeah, good. We'll use that shot. That's, I, te- I we'll tell just you use what, that shot. I will. I will ask her, and yeah. then I can relay the news back to you, and then you can confirm or okay, deny like in a later podcast. Upstairs at Eric's. That was yeah, their. That was uh, their first. I album. played Eric's. I've played mm. Eric's. Yeah, mm. it's in Liverpool. Mm. I believe. Anyone? Any of the Wikipedia nerds? Confirm that. Yes, thank you. I've played. I've played that venue. Mm, Is it across the road from the cavern? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay, that's the guy. Yeah. Um, are you Paul McCartney? Because it'd be amazing if we had someone more. We've got a kind of couple of no marks in, on the show today. It'd be amazing if Paul McCartney was just watching. He was sitting there going, oh, I wish I could be on this. Maybe if, maybe if I go along and sit in the audience, they'll spot me and say, oh, do you want to be on next? If you're watching Paul McCartney, if you want to come on, I don't know much about your music. I do actually, I quite like Paul McCartney. Hmm. I used to have a good joke. <laughs> used to have a good joke about Paul McCartney, but he's ruined it, and I've ruined it by explaining this a joke Why? about Paul McCartney. We'll, we'll try it on well, the me. joke is: what walks with four legs in the morning, two legs in the afternoon, three legs in the evening? Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney and his wives. Oh. <laughs> Just factually accurate. It's not. It's mathematically what, accurate. What, what, he's ruined it by getting married to someone else. What, what's most troubling yeah. is that you are now in charge of another human being. <laughs> I think that's the wittiest, that's honestly one of the wittiest things I ever came up with. I was so annoyed when he got married again. Yeah. Why couldn't he have made it work with Heather, just so my joke, <laughs> my, jo- my beautiful joke could Poor work. Poor old Heather. Yeah, I think she's done all right out of it. Yeah, she's done all right. She's gone, okay. Um, uh, so, 
well, we might be that, but we might have done enough. What? It's, it's flown by, we might have done enough. Let me just check if there's nothing else important to talk about. You were going no. to ask me about uh, Bugs Bunny, weren't you? No, no, we've done that oh, backstage. That's that. a secret for backstage. That's a secret. Yeah, if you have to pay a pound if you want to hear us talking about Bugs Bunny. Uh, and uh, you were in a very British cult. Trying yes, to get the, with you. Trying to recreate the, get the cast of a very British cult back together. We've had you, Miranda, Miranda and me. Miranda, before she was famous. Yeah. yeah Jerry McNulty. We, we played a husband and wife in... Yes, uh, we did. We were in bed together. Sweet, I remember Never that. Never give up. That was we did, we did say we would get married when we were students. I did talk we about did. this backstage. And we, if we got to 40, we 40 and we were married. And we were both 40 and we weren't married. Mm. And we didn't get married. Mm. Do you think we, there's a chance for us in the future <laughs> if, if, if our partners sadly die? I think if both of our... If, I think if both... I think if, I think if, if both of our partners yeah. die... Sadly die. In, in, in very sad circumstances, yeah. then I think it would be only right and proper okay. that we somehow comfort each other, but without having to have any sex yeah. ever. Um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can, you're, but, you're, quite, you're, you're quite nice but, looking still. But, I know how old you are because you're a little bit older than I am. But if we could, I, I think if we could work in yeah. uh, the hand yeah. of the ventriloquist puppet, Just I that. think that could satisfy both <laughs> of us. We can, I've got two puppets, so yeah. one could be on each yes, side. Yes, exactly. So and if we had sex puppets, yeah. then I think it, it would be more than, than adequate that we could get together and finally be wed as, as all of nature uh, longs for yeah. and, and the nerds desire. It'd be nice. Um, Maybe in 40 years. We were 88 years old. Yeah. I gave people a clue as to how old Emma is. <laughs> <laughs> She's one um, month and a half older than me. Unbelievable. Look at be you. 50 in two years. Shut up. Shut the door. God, we had our joint 40th birthday party. Yes. It seems like only yesterday. And we, we, we did, I don't know if we said this in the in the secret yeah. pound pop, but when we had our 40th birthday, we had a joint party. And uh, we were both genuinely convinced that neither of us would ever, ever, ever uh, find anyone who would want to marry us. <laughs> and so we spent way too much on this party because we genuinely thought it was sort of, it was sort of like our wedding reception. <laughs> and you got loads of presents and I got nothing. I that's, got all I loads that's all I remember. Of presents. <laughs> and I got very drunk. Did you? Yeah. I didn't. And I, you can read all about it in my book, How Not to Grow Up. Got a bit tipsy. Yeah. You're, you're oh, very, yeah, I remember it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it's happy. I can't believe that's that long ago. That's I know. Terrible. I wish I was 14 again. Do you? Well, I, I don't. When I, when I was 40, I thought, I'm really old. I looked back at a photo of me when I was uh, 40 in my blog the other day. I'm so young and handsome. <laughs> my, my hair's really long, but it's all like, it's all, it all looks shiny and, yeah. nice and you know. You had hair like Richard Maidley for a while, didn't you? <laughs> I did. Made you look magnificent. I did. I looked, I looked awesome. And then I've had a baby and it's su she sucked the life out oh, of me like a vampire. This is what they do. And you'll be her mother, of course, in the future. <laughs> you'll be her stepmother. I will, you but, you know. bring me up, bring Hopefully. Me up. It, well, how old will it be? Well, if, it, if it we will saying, be... Uh, how, how, <laughs> <laughs> are we saying about four years? It could be four years. Four, yeah. five years. You, you, you don't like babies. You don't like the, babies, but you like Depending on the, the sudden and sad deaths uh, of our partners. Yeah, yeah no, that, that'd be fine, because children get interesting then. Yeah. 
she's quite, she's quite, I quite, I, I kind of like, I kind of like her. She's yeah. a little baby, but I like, I kind of want her to stay like being, a, and we can't, if we have another one, I'm going to try and do, make it stay a baby forever somehow. I'm going to do some kind of medical experiment on it. Because they're quite good fun, I think, as babies. A lot of people say the babies are boring. I kind of think they're, they're sort of funny. I like it when they start talking. That That's, yeah. that's when, when I, I suddenly become interested in a child. Yeah. I, but I don't I, I'm really not well I don't babies. think it'll be long my child's very advanced and uh, <laughs> but she's much better than the other babies <laughs> she's, she's really big she's going to be a gigantic child yeah. <laughs> I think she's taken after her mother there a little bit her hands are already bigger than my hands but that is not that difficult that's not difficult, <laughs> that not difficult. that's not difficult at all uh, but anyway uh, she's very nice uh, so uh, yeah well thank you for coming in Emma good luck my with uh, all your Stuff that and if you ever want to put me in, no, you might put you in lots she, of TV now, shows. If you ever want to put something? me in like, all of your TV I, shows, you know I'm going to tell you. Uh, <laughs> when we were filming uh, a series one of the Kennedys, yeah. which we're editing at the moment, yeah. uh, there was there was a, a moment where, well, wait, because okay. I did think about you. Yeah, there's no good thinking I d- about I it. I did because there was a moment where, where we needed someone to play a postman, and I remembered you played. <laughs> <laughs> That you had played a postman. I've done the postman. That you had played a postman in um, Time Gentleman, Please. Did, yeah. And I thought, well, he knows how to play a postman. I do, yeah. He might be really good at playing a postman. And then I thought, no. Richard Herring gave me all the opportunities yeah, I've ever so had. I must give him nothing so, in return. No, no. So I'm going to wait till series two and write him a proper part. Ah. And not a part for a postman who has no lines. Yeah. I wouldn't be in any rubbish you wrote anyway. Uh, so, the fingers question. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please give? Please give. Massive please, twat. Please let me. I didn't. I didn't mean it. Please let me be on the telly. Please. Please let me be on the telly. I'll do anything. Ladies and gentlemen, TV's Emma Williams Kennedy. It's Emma Williams. That's her real name. Thank you very much. Richard Harris, that's the Square Theatre Podcast with my guest, TV's Emma Kennedy. The music is by Pest. Mm, it's got quite a nice beat to it, hasn't it? Thank you to everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre and thank you to everyone at Go Faster Strike for filming it. You can watch this on a film if you like as well. It is produced by Ben Walker. He banged onto a piece of wood. Uh, and it is a Go Faster Stripe, but Fuzz, not Buzz, Fuzz production and a Sky Potato production for the internet. This is the best credits there has ever been. Thank you for watching Rich Change Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. If you enjoyed that, go to gofasterstripe.com. Buy a DVD if you like, buy a badge. All that money will come to me and I will actually make some money if you buy a DVD. If you buy a badge, you'll help fund future stuff and maybe get access to a secret channel. Gofasterstripe.com slash badges. Uh, I've got to say this. Uh, Glenn Ashcroft has paid money uh, for this to happen. Uh, I've got to go over to Robot Voice. Calculating how much money has Glenn Ashcroft wasted? Calculating, calculating, calculating. 52 idiot pounds. Ah, ha, 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 puny human, he must die. So that was uh, Robot Voice talking there. Uh, some of you might not know what that is. <laughs> thanks for listening and thanks to everyone who contributed to the Kickstarter. Here's a lot of names of those people. Matthew Smith, Ewan Duncan, Rob Applin. 
Darren Foote, Colin Anderson, Raymond Harpany, Kevin Tipcorn, Steve Mash, Dean Ratland, Gaynor Wilson, Adam Queck, Stuart Fawcett, Tim Turner, Julian Benton, Thomas Baldwin, Lauren Pilkington, Matthew Blackburn, Neil Martin, Jack Burton, Fraser Levy, Gina Lynn, Paul Jeffrey, Rob Ward, Robert Tang Richardson, Leo Vagoda, Carol Forster, Icky Kawa, Cole McGonagall, Aurora Watters, Jake, Heather Henderson, Simon Carl, Christine Sato, David Collier, Jijin John, Roy Owens, Matthew Poynton, and Kevin Simmons, Stephen Davies, Paul Gardner, Al Knapp, Emma Crossland, Ivan Shield, Christine Turner, Simon Gardner, Luke Todd, and Ben Hughes. All quite ordinary name people this week. 